Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host Sri Ayer. Today we have a new guest gracing our channel, senior journalist Sri Shekhar Ayerji. Shekharji, Namaskar and welcome to P Guru's channel. Namaskar uh, Sri Ayerji and it's uh, my privilege to join your uh, show. I believe it is very popular and uh, I've heard about a lot about it and I watched several of your shows where you bring very incisive uh, analysis and depth and uh, you bring a lot of things to limelight. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, it's indeed a pleasure and uh, it's an honor to be recognized by a fellow journal. I got into this profession quite by accident, but you've been there all your life. Uh, viewers, a little bit of a blurb about Sri Shekhar Ayerji. He is a senior journalist with more than three decades of experience. Sri Ayer was senior associate editor of Hindustan Times and political editor of Deccan Herald in New Delhi. He has covered a range of issues in his career, writing on major political, economic and other developments since the 1980s. He continues to pen columns as an opinion writer in leading publications and websites on different aspects of national affairs. He also serves as a news analyst with public broadcasters such as the All India Radio, Doordarshan News and uh, Doordarshan India and a few private television channels such as Times Now. Shekharji, it's really, really nice that you could spare some time to talk with us. So what I wanted to talk to you, sir, is this Maharashtra coup that has taken place is this something that is going to reverberate across India? Because we have a lot of regional parties who really don't have a narrative in the sense that they don't appear to be wanting to run based on their record on the ground. So what they did when they during their term and therefore they are resorting to some other tactics to try and stay relevant. Uh, you can take examples of any state you want, Shekharji. I leave the floor to you. So tell us what you think is happening. Uh, indeed, uh, uh, Sriji, there is a, a lot of tension brewing in, among the regional parties after what has happened in Maharashtra. And uh, everybody kept saying that, you know, that the government there would not last because of the contradictions and the manner in which the whole thing happened after the 2019 mandate. Because the mandate was for the BJP and Shiv Sena together uh, in a campaign that was headed by Prime Minister Modi. And there were requests from several Sena uh, legislators and I mean, candidates who wanted Modi to campaign for them. So finally, when the verdict came, Uddhav Thakre brought up this issue of, you know, who should be the chief minister and it should be by rotation. And the first chance should go to the chief Sena. Obviously, BJP did not agree. And even as the, uh, you know, their internal uh, bargaining was going on, we saw a unique thing happening because Sharad Pawar stepped in, approached the BJP saying that he could form a government there with the help of BJP and he even met the Prime Minister in Parliament House, if you remember, in the October of 2019. And, uh, he, and he kept bargaining with the Congress and Shiv Sena on the other hand. So that was the time when BJP decided to strike at Sharad Pawar and got in touch with Ajit Pawar, his nephew, who was equally keen because he feared Sharad Pawar may prefer his daughter, Supriya Sule, rather than him. That's why you had that uh, incident of, you know, overnight swearing in of... Uh, uh, the Padavis and Ajit Pawar and that didn't work because Pawar managed to keep the flock together and brought a coalition of you know such a contradiction you had the Congress on one side you had Chiv Sena NCP coming together purely on a numerical basis and Udav Thakre was given chief ministership as a kind of a trophy but 
the within the during that negotiation with Sharad Pawar, actually he wanted to put his son Aditya Thakre. Sharad Pawar advised him that your son will not be acceptable, and why not you take over? And that's when he fell for Pawar's bait, and he took over. Now, Sena legislators, okay, they said, okay, the power has come and Udav Thakre is the CM. But within few months, they were totally disillusioned because Udav Thakre was a total green order chief ministership. He didn't know how to run the show. And his wife became the power center. His son, as usual, was the most important person. And there was the other guy called Sanjay Raut, who we have seen on the television, a member of parliament. And this formed a kind of a group or a clique, you may say, or a coterie. And they were running the show. And... The NCP got a better deal because they got all important portfolios and Pawar ensured that, you know, their demands were met and they got what is called the creamy labor, the Malai portfolios. And, you know, they could go about their business. But the most anguish was the Congress plot because Congress got poor portfolios. They managed to get the speaker's uh, chair. But then they were having a lot of problems because Udav Thakre was not at all, uh, you know, communicating with the fellow ministers. This was a scene that was going on and uh, the, the BJP, you know, the chief ministerial candidate of 2019 election became the leader of the opposition and he waited for his time. As the internal, you know, resentment grew in Sena because at the time the serial most person was Ekna Chinde and it has been a tradition in Thakre, you know, controlled Shiv Sena that no member of the Thakre family actually sits in the CM's chair. It is usually left to a, a person who is seen a, a, and... The remote control is the Sena, you know, with the Thakre member. But here was a new situation. In fact, Pawar even suggested why not put Eknath Shinde. But uh, Udav Thakre did not agree to Eknath Shinde taking over because that would have come in the way of Aditya Thakre, you know, eventually becoming CM. From that day onwards, the trouble was brewing and Patnavis was waiting for his time. And finally, we saw two years of COVID. They couldn't do anything. And in the meantime, the administration went down and a lot of corruption cases. And Sena legislators were getting those, you know, the, uh, the fear. How would they face the civic election? Because which kept on getting postponed. Finally, it is for October. That's the time when they realize that before Congress or NCP leaves dump Sena in the name of secularism, they decided to dump uh, NCP and Congress in the name of uh, uh, Hindutva. You know, this is a very unique thing. Normally, the so-called secular parties dump others for the cause of secularism. Here, for the cause of Hindutva, they left because they have to face their voters who elected them because of Bodhi and BJP and the whole Hindu cause. So that particular uh, you know, the episode and the run-up to what happened, and Udav Thakre was unaware of what was happening in this party, such was the distance between him and the legislators, between him and the rank and file. Now, given this scenario, the regional parties, which are, because the big message that is coming out is what Prime Minister Modi has been, often been saying, that the dynastic politics will eventually crumble or crush the rank and file of those parties. We have seen it happening in Trinamool Congress because there was a revolt there. That's how BJP uh, when they moved into Bengal. But there they overplayed the you know that aggressiveness which did not work with the Bengali uh, in a milieu because the, uh, the Bengalis you know they are uh, they are not known for too much of aggression, and the BJP is too much of aggression did not work there and. Mamata staged a comeback with, you know, using the playing the victim card. But after what has happened in Maharashtra, there is a lot of worry because eventually she has to make way for her nephew, Abhishek Banerjee, who is waiting in the wings and who controls everything. Similarly, in Tamil Nadu, the DMK, you know, anytime you can expect Stalin to give 
a role or importance to Udayne the Stalin. We are already seeing them together at several public uh, platforms. Now, if dynastic politics is going to be the mainstay of these regional parties, then the BJP is not going to keep quiet. And you heard the Prime Minister saying it, you know, categorically from the Hyderabad National Executive. He has been saying it often. So all your regional parties are driven by dynasty. Because the question is whether it is Shiv Sena or whether it is NCP or even the Congress. You saw the kind of drama that went on in the Congress. They had a conclave in the, uh, Udaipur. Then what happened? I mean, it's back to square one. That Sonia will hold the fort till as, as uh, you know, till such time when Rahul really thinks that he should take charge. Or I mean, th this is the situation. And all those duty three, you know, protests all vanished because some of them were made Rajya Sabha members, were accommodated in the Congress Working Committee, and that's the end of the story. So every party that you see, perhaps other than the left parties, you find it's a dynasty. So BJP senses a big kill in this. And this is worrying all these regional satraps who have got only a dynasty to back up on. So this is the new thing that's emerging. And that's worrying even the TRS fellow. The Telangana Rashtriya Samiti, you know, uh, uh, K. Chandrasekhar Rao, he has his son, Reddy K. T. Ramarao, waiting. But BJP is, has displaced Congress as the main opposition. And BJP has also succeeded in showing in Telangana that there is what was the secret understanding between Asaudin OCs, MIM and TRS is actually an open uh, thing. So this is the kind of scenario that is prevailing. And people are worried that BJP can strike at will. And BJP is a patient, you know, it's like a vulture. It's a patient bird. They will wait for the kill. So this is sent, uh, you know, shivers, as you have mentioned, you know, in your opening remarks. Thank you so much, sir. Um, I, I, it would be remiss of me if I don't touch upon the Sushant Singh Rajput murder case slash suicide, I should say. Do you think that this government will earnestly take it up? Although it is a CBI investigation, but CBI was murmuring that uh, the state government wasn't being cooperative and that the evidence may have been compromised. What are your thoughts on how do you think the new government is going to approach the Sushant Singh Rajput case? Well, I think that there are a number of cases, including Sushant Singh Rajput case, where there could be a fresh look at investigations that have gone thus far. And uh, if uh, there are new dimensions to it, I'm sure, uh, 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 you know, Devendra Padnavis or Eknath Shinde will not uh, let it go like that. But at the same time, the, I think the new combination is keen to send a message that they are not gunning for anyone. They are not targeting anyone because that's important since the whole thing is to, you know, in the memory of Balasaheb Thakre, the memory of, you know, the ordinary Shiv Sainik. I do not see an immediate kind of, uh, you know, uh, action on the people who are suspected to be close to the, uh, you know, the Thakari family or anyone being involved in this whole episode. But definitely one cannot rule out uh, a deeper investigation and possibility of fresh action in that matter. See, the reason I touched upon this, and I will go on to the other topics, so just, just one, one small observation. The names of one of the sons of Ajit Pawar and Aditya Thakare were mentioned in the uh, uh, suicide slash killing slash throwing of somebody called Disha Salyan from 14th floor or something like that down to the uh, to the ground because they said that in that party those two were there. So this is not just a matter of some mafia trying to kill these two, but it appears to have been there's been more than that. 
and these people were in power at that time so that's why i'm asking this question there's also a lot of ed raids happening against the ncp and shiv sena as well as i think uh, congress uh, uh, ministers in maharashtra so there is a complex puzzle or complex chess that's going on uh, overall just wrap it up for us as to what will happen to those cases and then we can move on to other topics well i think the because i mean the because they kept you know the fadnavis uh, you know came out with that remarks yesterday you know after uh, eknath shinde won the vote he said look people keep on saying it is ed which caused all these mlas to switch side but that ed stands for actually eknath and devendra that is his first name you know devendra patnavis so i think the so, so that was a good one you know in the house and everybody had a good laugh and uh, now what i see is you see to say that you know the whole thing has happened fear of ed that would be insinuating all the shifts and mlas that that would not be fair to them but the fact remains the politics of sharad pawar you know as involved people with very questionable financial integrity the people with questionable financial dealings and and that can you same said about uh, ajit pawar too that can be said about and this time we have seen even udav thakre's close family members uh, you know they have come under scanner and of course two ministers you know particularly the home minister that was actually the undoing of this government i would say anil deshmukh where senior police officers claiming they were asked to collect 100 crores of bribe from the dance bars you know that, that's that, that kind of allegation you haven't heard from against any home minister in any state of india you know that kind of thing shows a lot, lot of money which has been you know uh, uh, i mean up for takes in maharashtra for a long time and shrad pawar is known to use this financial clout it, that, that's his usp all along apart from the fact that he plays the maratha card well now given that scenario and the fact that you know the you, you saw the congress ministers previously whether it is other scam you know building of that huge high rise violation of all uh, bylaws building bylaws you know that case is there there are several cases so when it comes to that it will be that but then i i i sense that the new government in maharashtra will go cautiously because they would not let their political opponents to play the victim card but action is being taken at the individual level you can already see for instance that uh, the, you know the punjab maharashtra bank scam you know that that is how sanjay raut got into trouble and he quickly repaid that 55 lakhs that he had taken as loan and forgot about it you we saw that and he repaid yeah. but nevertheless investigation is going on i mean there is a huge thing happening there i mean those cases cannot close that's for sure they will take their own time but at the same time i think uh, the prime minister himself as well as fadnavis uh, and ekat shinde would at the moment consolidate this government and get on with the task of as they have said earlier see several projects you know got stalled whether it's a bullet train project or several other development project you know infrastructure project the prime minister scheme these projects take off because you have the 2024 elections so they would want in the next 24 months you know they have some results to show by way of you know these projects taking off generating jobs you know generating business so these are the main um, uh, agenda as i can uh, see from their list of priorities of course these cases there will be a lot of demand that these cases be reopened a fresh look is taken and if there are uh, you know serious evidence i would say because devendra patnavis is a very very careful a uh, politician you know he will play his card very carefully because he is a real engine in this government so i do not see a kind of you know a quick kind of uh, 
you know, tit for tat kind of approach. But definitely, everybody will be on watch, uh, Shriji. Thank you so much, sir. And now let's take a look at what is happening in Jharkhand. I'm going to show you a story that appeared in pgurus.com. Can we have that story, please? So here, what has happened is that, first of all, Jharkhand is being riven because of the fact that a scheduled tribe person is now going to be the president of India for all practical purposes, because the contest doesn't look like it's going to be an even one. And, and, and therefore, states like Chhattisgarh, Jharkhand, where there's a fair amount of tribal population, now suddenly we are seeing some other problems shoot up, such as this problem that we are just showing you. There's a Muslim community in Garwa, and they have changed the school prayer, and they are saying that you can no longer do this, fold your hands in prayer. And next they will say, you know, we will not sing Jai Hind. This is what Tamil Nadu has tried to do. So my question to you, Shekharji, is what happened to development? What happened to serving the people? Why are these regional parties trying to, you know, break the entire fabric of the country, sir? Sriji, actually the Jharkhand situation is exactly like what prevailed in Maharashtra before this coup happened. In fact, you know, Jharkhand Mukti Morcha was an ally of BJP. And for the sake of Chief Minister's post, you know, they aligned with Congress. And, uh, and then there is a coalition there in which the partners are unhappy, just as they were unhappy in the Maharashtra, you know, Maha Vikas Agadi. So there, you know, things are ripe for a change. And the fact that the Bodhi chose Draupadi Murmu, a former governor of Jharkhand, a Santal leader, and we all know that Santals are spread all over, you know, what is what used to be called the Greater Jharkhand, whether it is Bengal, the Jharkhand proper, Odisha, Madhya Pradesh, Chhattisgarh, you know, they are extending everywhere. That's why you find even Mamata is now caught in a fix. I mean, she, I mean, she says, if I knew it was Murmu, I would have agreed. I mean, uh, dumping Ashwan Sina for good. Ashwan Sina was her party president. She pushed his name. Now that she fears that if she were to oppose Murmu, rather she, she is going in for what is called the conscience vote. You know, you can vote according to conscience because large parts of South Bengal, particularly you know, your Medinipur, your uh, Dinajpur, then you have uh, uh, Purilia, Jungle Mall, all these areas, you know, which, which, which actually gave Mamata that push in all those, uh, you know, the first election or the second election. There, you know, the people are, you know, have burst out in great joy, seeing that one of them, the one where uh, Santa leader has been made the president. This is a this is a great political stroke that has created a lot of problems for Mamata in Bengal. And in Ranchi, you know, yesterday Draupati Burpu went to Ranchi, you know, this is a, she's visiting it after she had relinquished, I mean, completed her term in Jharkhand in 2016. And there, what you are seeing is, I mean, not 2016, I would say 2021. And the, the kind of response she got, because JMM uh, legislators as well as even tribal legislators among, uh, I mean, in the Congress party, and of course the BJP, they're all happy. And apart from that, you know, she went and met uh, the JMM patriarch, the Shibu Sorin, and of course the Chippish Nehman Sorin at their home. And both of them promised her support. They said, we have to support you. Now, this has rattled Congress, and you already have a Congress saying that you know, the JMM is part of UPA alliance. And previous to this, you know, the, all these developments, we have seen they have had problems because the Congress was telling uh, uh, Hemet Sore, we must have a common agenda of governance. And then we, the Congress must accept, uh, you know, the Shibu Sore, I mean, the Hemet Sore must accept 
some of the demands the congress ministers demands must be met in, in which in plain terms we mean ensure that they get to lay their hands on larger resources of the government you know that's that's the basic meaning give them give their ministries more budget that that's the plain talk now with this scenario now hemant soren has said it in many words to a number of people from what i gather from people i mean from their own jmm people is he's fed up with the congress he would happily you know look for a situation where jmm remains in the driving seat as in maharashtra and bjp supports them so post presidential election you know you can see a big change happen in jharkhand that that has worried the congress that is why even mamata is worried you know if this kind of thing is going to happen then because see in west bengal there is a new scenario see the opposition bjp has suffered a heavy hit lot of people who went and joined uh, bjp have come back they have come home so you have the old trinamool the loyal trinamool and the new loyal trinamool who all have been brought back by abhishek banerji now abhishek banerji is biding his time he he thought you know mamata will eventually shift to center and he can take over and mamata cannot pull on you know for till the next election you know uh, the, you know last the last elections happened uh, in uh, 2021 so by 2026 i mean uh, by 2026 you know she has to hand over charge but she can't see a central role for her now so there, there are a lot of rumblings we have seen in the civic elections you know the distribution of tickets trinamool ticket because the fight is within trinamool it's a trinamool versus trinamool in bengal so these developments are worrying her will bjp come for a kill or will and abhishek banerjee we you know is facing ed there there is a the infamous gold smuggling case which is going on which his wife is uh, under investigation so these developments are worrisome for these regional satraps so that's why jm in particularly because on a matter of tribal loyalty tribal pride jmm cannot vote for ashwin sinha that's very clear because they cannot tell their voters why they should reject draupadi murmu so that's a problem there now that is why navin patnaik was the cleverest step of all of them moment they said draupadi murmu embraced her because she has served him as a minister in a bjp bjd a coalition government and she was a good minister you know she was given independent charge of uh, uh, commerce and industry if i if i'm right and she did a good job so therefore you are seeing a scenario where you know these parties are realizing that the symbolic fight which they thought and yashwant sinha we all know uh, you know came after sharad pawar rejected it i mean refused to contest then you had farooq abdullah then you had gopal krishna gandhi i mean opposition lacked not only a strategy they lacked a candidate and yashwant sinha was chosen for the simple reason he has tremendous spite for uh, modi now on a presidential election if you look at his uh, uh, statement of intent as a candidate it's all about you know uh, trying to get into a constitutional chair to oppose modi in a most unconstitutional way he is looking at a scenario where it can be jail singh versus rajiv gandhi so, so but that obviously is not going to happen and also the vice presidential election which you know today the nomination the date for nomination has opened that is august uh, i mean tomorrow august uh, i mean uh, july this month now again they don't have a candidate and they are waiting for nda to make an announcement and once modi decides on a candidate they are wondering who should they put up that's again going to be symbolic because in electoral college which consists of members of rajya sabha and lok sabha the nda has a clear advantage wonderful sir um, we uh, viewers one of the things i forgot to mention to you as to why shri shekhar ayer's background is dark 
there is a power outage from where he is living. He had a transformer problem outside and he is running on battery and his laptop is doing so far. It's keeping up. So we regret the technical inconvenience, but I think the sound is coming through fine. Uh, Shekharji, before we go, we don't have any questions today so far, so I'm not going to take any questions because we are all sort of conscious of the fact that power could run out on your battery, uh, on your laptop anytime. So one last question, sir. Everybody was thinking that after Maharashtra, it will be Rajasthan that will face the heat. And we haven't touched upon what is happening in Rajasthan. Your two-minute observation on that, and then we'll call it a wrap. Please take it away, sir. Well, in Rajasthan, you know, Sachin Pilot has been waiting for too long. He is living on the promises made to him by Priyanka Gandhi and Rahul Gandhi. You know, finally, there will be a change and he'll be given a chance because they had gone to the people with Sachin Pilot uh, as the PCC chief. I mean, the Pradesh Congress uh, president. And he was, you know, projected as CM candidate. But finally, when everything got over, they made Ashok Gailat because Ashok Gailat was seen as financially more resourceful and able to deliver the resources as and when the party requires. And, uh, and, and he's an old hand. But subsequently, we have seen there was a revolt by uh, legislators loyal to Sachin Pilot. And somehow that was capped with the promise that eventually it will be. Now, next year, that is end of 2023, you have elections in Rajasthan. But developments like Udaipur has created a havoc in the Congress. And particularly after somebody, I mean, a tailor was killed by, I mean, with the help of people who were living close by. The, the, the fear among the majority section of the population in Rajasthan is such that they wonder whether the administration failed because initially the tailor was, uh, the Kanaya Lal was arrested uh, for, you know, for, for, uh, for putting a post in support of Nupur Sharma. And subsequently he was released. And that's how people got to know that, you know, uh, he has done something wrong, whether it was proved or not. But what happened was he had sought protection and police ignored it. And the, and the incident happened. This has shocked everyone in Udaipur particularly. There is tremendous anger. That anger has spread to not just other districts of Rajasthan, but also to um, parts of Haryana and of course Uttar Pradesh. And I mean, there is a sense of seeing that why the state government failed to protect him. Now, given this scenario, Congress is trying a new narrative that the people who were involved or who were accused of this crime were actually part of the BJP's minority cell. They were close to Gulabchand Kataria, who is a former BJP Home Minister of Rajasthan. But without, you know, or ignoring or deliberately looking askance at the facts that are emerging, that these GRD elements continue, you know, efforts to somehow get access to BJP leaders or they get nearer to places where they can be at a striking distance. We have seen this happening in the case of Rajiv Gandhi's assassination. You had a you had a lady called Danu, you know, who mingled with the Congress workers. And during that investigation of assassination case, we have seen how some local Congress supporters, I mean, Congress party workers that actually provided her shelter and, and even hospitality without knowing what was she up to. Now, if you compare the parallels, can we say that, you know, local Congress people were involved in the assassination of uh, uh, Rajiv Gandhi? But Congress doesn't want to get to it because it sees a sense of, uh, you know, despair and anger among the, uh, the core voters of BJP. And it sees that this is the time to start a new narrative. But I'm not sure it will work. But in the meantime, Ashok Gehlot is seemed to be taking the Congress down, down, you know, down and down. And I can't see how the party can rescue itself in this scenario. 
we a few minutes we have left uh, shekhar ji so i'd like you to go in this order uh, telangana you have touched upon a little bit uh, how about things in andhra pradesh and in tamil nadu do you see some viable opposition within the party itself because in in andhra pradesh we saw raghuram krishna raju trying to raise a banner of revolt against um, jaganmohan reddy and he ran away to i mean he's sort of like hiding in in new, new delhi he's a member of parliament and he says that whenever he he has been banned from going to the state so there are some things in andhra pradesh that have not come out please touch upon andhra pradesh and then tamil nadu if you want to add something on what you've already done in telangana also please feel free sir after that we'll call it a wrap thank you very much well in telangana you know uh, trs has reasons to be scared about bjp because the face today the faces that the bjp is projecting in telangana were actually ex trs workers you know whether it is banta sanjay kumar or itala you know who won an election by election and lot of trs people you know could be looking at bjp as uh, uh, an option if they do not get tickets or if they if they are not accommodated by the ruling elite which is the, his own family and that is one fear and also the fact that banta sanjay kumar had defeated uh, kavita you know his daughter in nizamabad so there is a worry that that keeps on uh, that is why trs has, uh, you know we have seen particularly kcr has been on a kind of an hyper drive against modi in the hope that you know he can uh, that is a way he can combat modi but then modi believes in a slow kill so you can see the tempo building up over um next one year because the elections in telangana will take place in december of 2023 and andhra pradesh is actually a different scenario where jaganmohan reddy wants to be an ally of uh, prime minister modi that's clear but then bjp is looking at being the the viable opposition to ysr congress because chandrababu naidu has been ruling the day he joined hands with the congress and dumped bjp so today chandrababu naidu is in a bad shape tdp is in a bad shape and trs jagan is playing carefully and he doesn't want to antagonize the central bjp but the local bjp is restive because they have to fill that space which they feel the tdp is losing so this is the scenario in andhra so where the bjp may be more tactical you know deciding when to strike at jagan but when it comes to trs the you know the battle lines are clear in tamil nadu you know what we are seeing is you are seeing edapadi panisami is trying to consolidate his position and well he will take over in a in a matter of few days he'll take complete charge of admk and uh, this is something the bjp has wanted because the admk should remain united and the fact that ops has been losing shine and some of his own close for associates have been coming over to edapadi side you know crossing that uh, what is called the tevar counter uh, you know the uh, normally what divide. is the rivalry yeah divide or rivalry so that's a very interesting thing happening there in the meantime bjp and anna balai has been surging ahead because being seen as a sole active opposition see that is advantage that the bjp has gained in having anna balai as uh, chief and but dmk is having some problems one is we discussed about the dynastic succession which is very clear there is not going to be any difference to that it's only question of time the second thing is stalin's health because stalin has been indisposed of a dawn and uh, within the party you know there is a sense that you know there are too many power centers you have uh, the stalin son you have the maran brothers you have stalin's wife durga who also has an influence on the government decisions then of course you have the son in law the sabari son and sabari said we know is facing investigation from central agencies since the last elections that's also worrying for them 
So DMK feels, you know, last one year, because they made so many promises, they've been unable to deliver on some of the major ones. And there is no money in the kitty. That's a basic thing. There is no money in the kitty. Just as Punjab feels, you know, you promise a lot, there is no money in the kitty. So DMK feels the safe bet is to go back to those slogans which worked in the 60s and 70s. You know, anti-Hindi, you talk of central domination, you talk of domination by North Indians. And, and, and unfortunately for them, Prime Minister Modi is not a Brahmin. So he is an OBC. So the, their Brahmin card is not working. I mean, anti-Brahmin card is not working there. At the same time, people of Tamil Nadu have heard all these things. Because what they are looking for is, you know, better jobs, better schools, better infrastructure. And Stalin missed a golden opportunity when Prime Minister was there, you know, to inaugurate, the, uh, inaugurate or launch some of the projects. He could have come in with his list of demands. You know, we Tamil Nadu want this or that. That the Prime Minister lapped up. He had a good example in Pinarayi Vijayan, the neighboring uh, chief minister of Kerala. See, Pinarayi is playing his politics very clear. He knows in Kerala they have to deliver on jobs. And the only way jobs can come is to attract investment. Pinarayi is doing what Buddhadev Bhattacharya tried to do in West Bengal. And he was outsmarted by even more radical left uh, that uh, Mamata finally proved to be. And she has put the Bengal in a mess today. But Pinarayi is smart. He's clever. And he believes in... The only way to do is to bring new projects, big infrastructure projects, involve the local entrepreneurs, local businessmen, and he has sought the help of Prime Minister. You know, without getting into the merits of the Silver Line project, you know, a new speed line from, say, from Trivandrum to Kasargod. You know, these are the kind of projects which the Prime Minister appreciates because infrastructure is getting a big boost with more than, you have more than, um, you know, one lakh crores being earmarked for uh, these projects. So, Stalin did not do what Pinarayi has done so far. Instead, he has fallen back to those old things, you know, GST dues and all that were facts or otherwise. So, I do not know what DMK gains. And also, you know, individual leaders like A. Raja, they are worried about their own role. So, that's why they go back to Periyar saying, Periyar said this, Periyar wanted that. But in today's Tamil Nadu, in fact, they rather would believe in the dream that Jayalitha sold to them. You know, one day Tamil Nadu will become Singapore. If somebody were to come and say that, they would lap it up. Rather than, you know, going back to the time, Tamil Nadu will be alone. Already across the Park Strait, you are seeing what's happening in Sri Lanka. with severe economic crisis. Offices being closed. And no gas uh, available in the, uh, you know, in the cities. Yeah. Now, you have seen what's happening there because no man is an island and no state can be an island today. So these slogans are not going to work anymore, which Tamil Nadu people will solidly reject it. Because ultimately, what will matter is delivery on the ground, which DMK is finding it difficult at this stage. So, uh, I, I can't but end this with one question, sir. Uh, this was asked by one of our viewers. Who is the Eknath Sinde of DMK? Well, I can tell you one thing. Even though, you know, uh, publicly they have been uh, you know, attacking the BJP and the Prime Minister, you have, you have seen birthday messages going from Home Minister Amit Shah to Kalibogi. You have seen DMK leaders like T.R. Balu frequently seeking appointments with central ministers, with even prime minister going back. I mean, publicly they say they take the Tamil Nadu's demands, Tamil Nadu's problems. But one often wonders why so many meetings and so many things. Because the DMK members of parliament are a frustrated lot. They're a huge number. But then without a role in the central government without a role in the EA. 
and then they are, they realize that how foolishly they have hitched themselves to Congress and Stalin went to last election making the with the promise of making Rahul Gandhi prime minister. Now this promise, if one recall, I mean, if the DMK were to recall, they will know will never happen in 2024. So therefore, there is a lot of churning, but they are helpless because they don't see you know uh, Narendra Modi you know losing uh, his uh, kabad as he uh, has the position. Uh, obtaining today so therefore they do not know what to do because ultimately this rhetoric of anti in the anti thing is not gelling with the constituency okay because there is a pressure i mean of course we must acknowledge there is a pressure group by way of the dravidan uh, what you call the so called dravidan forces whether it is dravidar karagam or ultra tamil nationalistic groups which would want you know dmk fights their battle but that's not getting it's not going nowhere wonderful sir um this has been a revelation of sort because we have caught a kind of traversed the length and breadth of india and i'm hoping that we'll be back with such a conversation again in about a week or two's time where we'll just go back and revisit all these you know realignment of forces happening because after the presidential election is over there will be some dust settling down battle lines will be drawn uh, you brought up some very very interesting observations that perhaps escaped the attention of many of the viewers everybody has been consumed with nupur sharma udaipur incident but there is also all these dynamics at play thank you very much shekhar ayer ji and we really really hoping that we'll have more such useful conversations from you sir viewers please send in your comment please like share and subscribe to our channel and it if with your support i would like to bring more luminaries such as shekhar ayer ji who has a very good grasp of what is happening not only at the center but also at the state level namaskaram and thank you very much sir thank you very much sir it has been a pleasure thank you